Welcome to Kingdom Talks. I am so excited to have Kathy Rabel with me today. If you will remember, Gil did an interview with her husband, Dick, just uh, a month or so ago. And I just thought it'd be fun to, um, to connect with Kathy. We actually didn't know Dick and Kathy face to face until our trip to the East Coast. And they invited us to their house for lunch. And um, it was just an amazing time sharing together. And then Kathy came to uh, a retreat with us and got to know her a little bit more and just so delight in who you are, Kathy. And it's such a joy to have you on today. It's exciting to be here. <laughs> what going to do, right? <laughs> and so um, just want to open it up. And if you're willing to just share a little bit about your story, about your journey, and that's brought you here to who you are today. Wow. Well, like most of us, it's kind of long and convoluted, and I'm not going to go into all that. Let's just suffice it to say that um, Vic and I, as a married couple, have been on a journey and always looking for more. We started mm -hmm. in uh, the Catholic Church, raised both uh, with good, faithful parents, and um, both of us went to Catholic school all the way through high school and started to understand and be open to baptism in the spirit in our young adult lives. Dick really preceded me on that um, initially. His family, his parents had a really deep and demonstrative faith, which was very attractive to me. And um, and really in a lot of ways, his father, who was a medical doctor, inspired me a lot about understanding the importance of forgiveness and going deeper and developing wow. relationships around forgiveness and not allowing things to hang on because that just opened the door for consequences that you might not be able to see in the moment, but you would see in your life and other people's lives down the road. So, um, and, we have a part of a Christian community for many, many years, probably close to 20 years, and also part of a home church after that for about 15 years. So we've been a lot of different places, but it, the motivation has always been to find a deeper connection. Mysticism is something that's always been attractive to me from a very young age. I didn't know that's what to call it, uh -huh. And it's very typical, and um, in the Catholic Church, it just doesn't get talked about a whole lot. So uh -huh. it's not really surprising in my mind to find myself in this place now because that's just been important to me, having a deep personal relationship with God, with, with the family. Wow. Wow, that is so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so did you read a lot of the saints growing up and their different mystical um, experiences or we, we did some but I picked up my mom had a book on the shelf and I don't even mm -hmm. know whether it was her book or my dad's book where it came from and I you know was looking for something to read and I picked this up I believe it was a book by Thomas Merton I don't mm -hmm. remember the title of the book at all but there were things that were being said in that book that I so connected with 
about a personal relationship. And I remember very vividly, I was thinking about this the other day. So I remember I would have been five or six years old when the Catholic Church made the radical shift from the priest back to the congregation and speaking mostly in Latin. So of course at five or six years old, I didn't know any of those prayers to, and it just happened like from one Sunday to the next, the service was different. All of a sudden the, the priest is looking at us and he's speaking in English and there's prayers for us to pray. There's a leaflet for us to follow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. What happened? <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if, if they didn't prepare congregations for it. I don't remember. I just remember like somebody switched a light on and I was so excited about, and I love to sing. So it just, that was really the only participation I was able to join into up to that point. Wow. Oh. I can't even imagine going to church and not being able to understand anything that's being said. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know better. So I thought, oh, okay, this is the way it is. <laughs> yeah. But to find out that it could be different. Wow. That was pretty cool. Wow. So you always had that heart for the Lord to pursue and just. Yeah. 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 Wow. We, we talked about a lot of things. Even once I was in school again, the Catholic Church was just kind of opening up and really talking more about that relationship with God, which we didn't talk about previous to mm -hmm. that. And I loved those discussions. And I just have always had something in my spirit that's been very open and not afraid to talk about it, even when none of my classmates seemed interested in talking about it. I mean, you, if I started this discussion, they wanted to shut me up. I have a lot to say. As it was deeply personal, it just was. Yeah. That is so amazing. So how did you move you guys move into this, you know, kind of mystical movement or heavenly realms? What was that like for you? Was it an easy transition or? Um, challenging. Well, it, it, no, I would say it was an easy transition, again, because I have a bent for this. So a good friend of mine um, found Mike Parsons videos online on YouTube. The ones, I think they're from like 2015 when he was out at Northwest Ecclesia um, presenting things. And um, I just, I, I had this long commute in the car to go to my um, job at the time. I had like an hour to fill anyway. And um, I just started listening to it. And um, I don't even think at that point it was on Dick's radar. It was just, I was looking to fill time. And so I started listening to these. And um, then I came home and I said, we've got to listen to these together. And we've always been, I'm, I'm so blessed by this because I know this is not the case for many people, but my husband, Dick and I, have walked pretty much in even step with one another about faith. It's always been important to both of us. When we got married, we we had this this wedding ceremony that uh, we just threw everything in. It was like everything plus the kitchen thing. And we had an uh, Dick had an uncle who called it the Cecil Beach Mill <laughs> wedding <laughs> because we spent more time in the church 
than at our reception because that was so important to us. Wow. So, um, so we started out that way. We always walked that way. So when I brought this to him, he was mm-hmm. very open and, and in a place that he could trust me to listen to this, even though it was, you know, out there and yeah. different. Um, but we were looking for this. I mean, we had participated in the Father's Blessing, um, being in a Christian community for so long, and then pulling ourselves out of the church and mm-hmm. deciding that we needed to take personal responsibility for our lives. So yes. that piece of it, that wasn't scary to us. That was like, yes, just <laughs> give us more, you know, teach us how to do that. And um, so we'd already been walking in this direction. And um, and then that would have been like 2018, I think. 2019 was the first Restoration of All Things conference in um, mm-hmm. Barstable in June. And um, we're not big world travelers. And my husband was gone one night. He was doing a sleep study. So, um, so I had the whole evening to fill trying to find something to do. And the Holy Spirit said to me, because I had been on Mike's website and had seen about this conference and that there were only so many seats left. (laughs) I'd really like to go to that, but we don't have that kind of money. And, you know, we don't do that kind of traveling. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Kathy, do you have any idea how much it would cost? And I said, well, no. Well, you could do some research and find out. I'm like, really? (laughs) So I got online and I looked up all these things. And Dick comes home the next day and I say, guess what I did last night? we can do this and i could outline the entire way we were going to afford this and um this is like what <laughs> what happened to you so we went and that was just such an amazing experience to be in a room because at, at this point in time we're kind of on our own we had been part of a home church and we we kind of went beyond them and they weren't interested in walking with us. So at that point in time, it was just Tim and me listening to videos and and really trying to engage in the um, the things that, that Mike was teaching about. And uh-huh. so to be in a room with other people that were thinking like-minded was wow. really, really exciting. And, and it was really going there that opened up the doors to connections that we never would have made on our own wouldn't have known how to yeah i i so love that and it's so beautiful to see you know you and dick on the same page moving forward and being able to flow in that and and it is a gift and it is a unique place Mm -hmm. and you know for gil and i um it's been a little bit more Mm -hmm. up and down but the beautiful thing is that whenever we needed to make a major shift Mm -hmm. father always saw that we were on the same page yes yeah. And so that's been a blessing because, yeah. um, you yeah. know, a lot of times, you know, we think differently and mm-hmm. we have different ways of processing. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, yeah. and so that's kind of our signal when they're, yes. when you know, when it's time yep. to make a shift is if we're both on the same page. Exactly. And Dick and I have worked in his business together for uh, 20 some years. And that was how we learned to operate in the business because wow. I, I'm the strategic person. I, I need a plan. I, um, I need to know the money's there. I need to see the budget. He's the creative. Creative people don't <laughs> operate that way. <laughs> so when we had a major decision to make in the business, 
we always had to be in agreement. And if one of us yeah. was saying no, and the other one was saying yes, we didn't act on it. So yes. we've already established that in our partnership in the business. And it really helped us then when we were starting to get really a little bit further out there. And I typically <laughs> would be the one to say, you know what, I'm ready to do this. And I would yes. ask permission. Yes. And if I got his permission, I would move forward in it. And then he would come around because then I could start talking to him. Well, this is what it looks like. And this is what it feels like. And this is what I'm hearing. And, and when I was hearing things that resonated with his spirit, that kind of opened him up to taking those steps with me then. So. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad fun. to have a husband willing to let a wife do that. <laughs> yes. <I know> that. <laughs> Well, well, now when we were talking about a, a title for our time together today, mm -hmm. what popped in for you was we don't know what we don't know. Okay. And, and I love that because it's so true. Um, you know, yeah. I know that back when we were in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, mm -hmm. uh, back then we thought we knew everything, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my goodness, we you know had no clue of where we would be today. Yeah. And... Um, but anyway, I'd love to hear more about your thoughts about we don't know what we don't know. Wow. Wow. Well, I heard this in the context of a business meeting we had with a client who was very forward thinking and I had a lot of respect for. And um, I think we must have been filming something for him and he talked about this. And I was like, and when he said that, something in my spirit, just like, wow yes you need to start thinking like this you don't know what you don't know and it was really more in the business context of things at least initially but then i started to see oh my gosh that applies to everything in my life <laughs> you know yes and, and and the the rather than being intimidated by that phrase which i think if i had heard that phrase even two years previous to that time i think i would have said oh that means hands off because i yeah. don't want because I am not, I'm not a natural risk taker. I have had to be taught how to step out in faith and take risks. And that was a conviction that I had gotten in my prayer um, time with the Lord several years ago. And um, that's kind of a cool story. Can I tell that story? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm in my children's bedroom. And I have three boys that are sharing a bedroom together. And there is a poster from um, Michael Jordan on the wall. And what he talks about is he talks about all of the shots that he missed, the times that he um, passed the ball and missed or didn't catch the pass, the times that he didn't, <clears throat> he didn't lay it up right. And so he lost the game. And he's, he's listing all of these mistakes that he made. And then he says, and it, and that's what brought me to success. And wow. I saw out of that was how I operated under a very much glass half empty mentality. Mm -hmm. And I was so convicted by that poster that I needed to change the way I operated because it was affecting my family. It was affecting the way I was raising my children. And wow. it was limiting my thinking about how to love them, how to discipline, how, how to train them, and, and limiting me in all kinds of ways in my relationships with peers and, and others. And um, that's when he started to talk to me. You, 
Michael Jordan had to take risks constantly in order to get better. That's the only way you do it. You make mistakes and you learn from them, Kathy. That is a life <laughs> And And uh, it was so, it was so jarring because what it also forced me to do was see how much at that point in time, I was teaching my children already to think very limited, yeah. you know, and to not be risk takers and to, to let the fear drive the decisions. So, you know, hearing that phrase, we don't know what we don't know, to me, that just opens up the vista to possibilities that we can't see, but we yes. don't have to see. We just have to take the step, you know, and then the next step, and it's baby steps. You know, nobody yeah. wants to tell you that, you that you can get to the second floor by skipping up the steps. They don't live in reality because nope. everything that I have ever done and the, and the things that I have learned have always had to be baby steps. And and many times it's two steps forward and one step back and then three steps forward and then four steps back, you know, and how do I regain my footing? But what I've learned over time, too, is that those steps backwards were many times related to the fact that I started to get out of touch. Uh, I wasn't yes. making time with the Lord a priority, then mm. my attitude in the day was greatly affected by how I perceived what happened. And I saw things as problems rather than opportunities. Yes. And um, and I'm not talking about hours and hours in my prayer closet because I have five kids and I was homeschooling. I didn't have hours and hours. Yes. I was lucky if I had five minutes, you know, but it was the faithfulness. It's the showing up. Yeah that makes the difference because you just got to get your toe in the kingdom and you'll get through the day <laughs> you know that is so good and that and is. we actually um uh this past sunday of course this is recorded so but sure. um we did uh, a whole teaching on um celebrating your mistakes oh yes Oh, yeah. Growing through, you know, those mistakes, because that is the way we grow. And it's so radically different than I know the way I grew up, yeah. uh, you know, in I've got to be perfect and I've got to appear perfect and I can't let anybody know that I've got any challenges right. and, right. you know, right. Right. put on the happy Christian smile yeah. and praise the yeah. Lord and everything and all of those things. But yeah. we miss the growth, yeah. um, you know, when we're putting on the mask and the facade yeah. and yeah. all of those kinds of things. Yeah. And so yeah. it's so beautiful. Absolutely. And it's so freeing in this time of our lives to, you know, we don't know what we don't know and it's okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't have to know because it's not my responsibility. I love the way Lindy talks about it. I would say something and she goes, well, since that was your idea, you're responsible. So I'm not going to worry about where the money's going to come from, how the door is going to open who I need to be talking to, where I'm going to get that information. That's on you, Papa. And I'm like, I like the way she does that. <laughs> that is freeing. <laughs> yes. I, I so love Lindy Strong, and she's been such a blessing in yes. my life. Um, and I know you've been part of some of her training yes. um, uh -huh. in the frequency area or what? I'd yeah. love to hear a little she bit has, more about that. Yeah. Okay. She has a program that she has she launched in um january i think it was january of this year called the intuitive frequency 
Energy Practitioner Certification. So I am. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. It is. But each one of those words is important because mm -hmm. intuitive, because it needs to come from the gut, needs to come from knowing that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But knowing that there is a voice inside of you that that you can listen to and you can trust frequency of course all around energy um energy of our thoughts the energy in our body the energy that we carry the energy that others carry the healing power of energy and intuitive frequency energy of course there's your energy again and um and then practitioner because we are not medical people but we are being trained in um, different types of talk therapy to release people into the understanding of who they are because our intuition, our, um, our intention, all of our thoughts, all of those things carry an energy that can propel us forward or can hold us back. And, yes. and it starts in rest. Yes. Which is so counterintuitive to the way we <laughs> operate, you know? Um, but you don't hear that voice if you're not at rest, if you're yeah. not quiet, if you're not listening. There was something that she used. Prayer is us. This was a quote she got from somewhere. Prayer is us talking to God. Intuition is God talking to us. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love yes. that. Yes. You, you can't hear it unless you're quiet, unless you're at rest. And um, so the goal of this program is to release us into developing whatever the vision God has given us, either something modeled off of what they do with Marketplace Ministries and Freedom Center or um, something else. And people are all over the map. Some people do crystal bowls. I do some stuff with crystal bowls. Some people are more into the machinery, the Rife machines and, mm -hmm. and those types of things. Some people are more into muscle testing and aromatherapy, massage. I mean, it's a broad range, but wow. it's been a, a really exciting journey. And what I love is that Dick is on this journey with me. Wow. And um, that almost didn't happen because I wasn't listening carefully enough to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> But he finally got through and I had to go back and say, could we make room for him? Would that be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they were very gracious about it and said, absolutely. And um, so we're walking in this together too. And wow. really cool. Oh. Really cool. That is awesome. How do you see the father developing, you know, that <clears throat> through you guys? Well, we don't have the full picture yet. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we don't know. <laughs> exactly. I know where the seed came from it. And this goes back to very early on in our um, in our conversation. The seed came from Dick's father. Because Dick's wow. father was this um, surgeon, but he worked a lot in the emergency room. And you know, when you're in the emergency room on call from like 11 o'clock at night till 5 o'clock in the morning, you see some pretty wild and crazy things. Mm -hmm. and, and he was a deep man of faith he was uh received the baptism in the spirit from a stranger who was passing through town called him on the phone said this guy said he's an itinerant preacher 
I found your name in the phone book. God told me I need to call you. I'm supposed to come to your home and talk to you about baptism in the spirit. <laughs> oh my. So that's how God used him and started a healing ministry that he would have. He would counsel people and help them see that a lot of their chronic issues had nothing to do with a body that was out of whack. It was about life issues, you know, yes. broken relationships with parents or children. Oh or, you know, you name it, siblings, friends. Mm -hmm. And he would talk, he would tell these stories. And that's where I started out understanding forgiveness is absolute critical piece. And if I don't have it in my heart, I just keep going back to God and asking, how do I get there? How do I get wow. there? How do I get wow. there? Wow. And um, so that was really the seed. And we had had this session with Lindy because it was Dick's father who had this mantle, I was reluctant to take it on myself. And yet I was really more kind of the driver of this vision. And it was so yeah. cool because she had us sitting together and she said, now, Kathy, pro pro prophetically, I want you to take the corner of the mantle and I want you to pull it over yourself. Because wow. you wow. are meant to walk in this together. Wow. And that um, that just blessed me. so Because I, I was worried I was usurping something that was not mine. You know, and we know that doesn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, so where are we going with this? I thought that I would be doing more with the crystal bowls. I'm a musician, so I might. Uh -huh. I am fascinated with the um, the machinery. Yes. The, you know, the, the Rife machines. And we just got a Beamer pad that does stuff around microcirculation. And we've been using the... Um, you call it the scalar we've been sleeping in the scalar mm -hmm. waves and um I, I however god wants to use it i i still look at it sometimes and i think boy you are seeing something i'm not seeing because i just don't know how this is going to manifest <laughs> into the connections but i do think that god's going to use it in some way for us to offer healing to people yes uh, there is a whole forgiveness therapy that that Lindy teaches and in fact that's our next homework assignment is to do some of that and I've done some work through her program around that and I've been doing this for years in on my own mm -hmm. and um so I think there's talk therapy gonna be part of this yes as well. um and yet my heart in a lot of ways gets torn to I love legislation too you know yes. so I'm like okay so how does this fit in <laughs> You can't do it all. So, um, so the beautiful <laughs> thing is, again, we don't know what we don't know. And yeah. it's like knowing that by faith, Father is going to put all of these pieces exactly together yeah. in exactly mm -hmm. the right order and the right yes. configuration. Yes. 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 With power to change mm -hmm. lives. Yes. That's exciting. And that is definitely the goal <laughs> to lead people into their own choice for change. Because I, I saw that so much in, in raising my children, you know, mm -hmm. you can see what they need, but until they want it and they want it badly enough, yeah, you, you can't make a person choose to change. And I think that's one of the challenges with all of the frequency stuff these days yeah. is that some people just want a quick fix. They just want a machine mm -hmm. that's going to yeah. change me. Yeah. And I don't think that that is what Father 
you know, is designed yeah. no. in all of this. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what Lindy's helped me understand, though, is that is a door opener. Yes. You know, and and it's up to him, you know, yeah. it's, it's not up to <laughs> us. Um, and we, I think the end goal is that we are going to be the healing for one another. Exactly. You no, know? and and part of that healing process is setting ta- the table for people and teaching them. You can choose. Pick mm-hmm. up anything off that table. It's all for you. Yes. You choose. You make the first choice. I don't know what you need. You, but you do. It's in you. That voice is in you. That spirit is in you. The soul part of you that is drawn to something. Listen to that that voice because that's there for a reason it's talking to you that's who you are that's the beauty of who you are you don't know what you don't know what you carry that is so amazing and you know it it actually goes back to what we were talking earlier you know about your childhood experience Mm -hmm. of you know the mass changing and all of those kinds of things is that oftentimes we just want somebody else to do things for us yeah um And so, you know, the priest is talking up there, gibberish, can't understand anything, and Uh Uh you're supposedly getting something from all of it, Mm -hmm. you know. But this whole thing of empowering each person to be able to engage, not that they come to you as a specialist that's going to fix them, but you're facilitating this place of partnership and empowerment that they get to step into it, you know, and... Yeah. And it's so delightful, just as it was delightful for you as a child to, oh, I can understand what's being said. I could engage, uh-huh. you know, yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I'd love to hear more, you know, on this area of forgiveness, um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind sharing. And, and I've I've heard yeah. some of Lindy's teachings uh-huh. on it. Um but just the importance of that in, in our healing, in our wholeness, in our journey forward. Yes. Um, let's see. Like I said, it really started more with Dick's father and understanding the importance of our thought life and mm how we hold on to things and, and you know it wouldn't have resonated with me if i wasn't the kind of person who was holding on to things i had no business <laughs> holding on to i mean let's just be honest about that piece right and um and because even at that point i wanted healing so badly i was willing to say okay how do i start with my heart and in working through this forgiveness piece and believe me i had lots of things that that either i was dealing with from my past or that would come up and i would be working through and have to look at and say where is this coming from why where's the judgment come from where does the um why is it that i need to hold on to this what is it about me that I don't understand who I am in God that that I um, need to hold on to this why do I why do I why do I enjoy that ah you know what is it that is so soothing about holding on to a grudge Mm -hmm. 
and why do I operate that way? I mean, it, it, it just, it opened up all kinds of questions that I found I would have to ask myself over and over mm-hmm. again. And, and, and being willing to look at not just remembering things that had happened in my past, mm-hmm. but also clearly understanding that there were things generationally that get passed down mm-hmm. through um, previous parents and grandparents and, and previous generations. And we in our family, we were already working through what I had identified as patterns, not just um, in my life and in my children's lives, but just memories of things, conversations, things that I heard about previous generations. And um, what I loved about that journey as well is that looking back at previous generations, yeah, there were things that were done that shouldn't have been done. And there were things that were said that shouldn't have been said. And there were things that weren't understood. That was Mm -hmm. nobody's fault. But it gave me such a deeper appreciation for my ancestors. I mean, I call my ancestors salt of the earth people. They were all about faith and truth. They just were. And I was so grateful for the seeds that they sowed, not knowing they were sowing into my life and into my children's life and even my grandchildren's and future generations. And, you know, but they were... They were people that were broken as well and and didn't understand certain things and didn't have a a knowledge of certain things. And and we all have faults and and weaknesses and foibles. And it taught me a lot about compassion for other people as well, just looking at that, trying to imagine what would have led a person to make this choice and not exactly. And um when when I started looking at it through Lindy's stuff, it was, it's real, it was really kind of interesting because at Rote 2, we are listening now online, mm-hmm. and Lindy is leading us in an activation into our destiny. And um, so she she's called the destiny angels in, and we are supposed to go into a place of rest and then have a conversation. And <clears throat> I met with, that's when she, I think I was first introduced to Limitless. Mm. I also met Ceaseless and Fearless in that encounter. Oh, wow. And um, we're having this conversation and, and I, I think it was Holy Spirit. It might've even been wisdom because um, I'm starting to figure out who she is and how to interact her. <laughs> more recently, but um, she said, you know, I, I want you to come back into healing because I had done so many years of it. Yes. I have kind of gotten to that point where I had put it on a shelf thinking, yep. I don't want to work here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and um, I'm like, really? Wait a second. What about all the years of, you know, and I, I we're essentially having an argument. You're really calling me back into healing. Really? Really? I mean, why? What what more do I need to do? I mean, so arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, okay, so do you have a newer and a deeper 
and a higher understanding of who I am. Oh my gosh, absolutely, Lord. And I'm so grateful. This is so exciting. <laughs> well, do you think there might be a newer, deeper, higher understanding of healing and forgiveness? Yes. I was like, uh, <laughs> I want to answer that question. <laughs> so I was caught. <laughs> yes. All out. So, um, and I have always been a person that loves to see and help a person unpack who they are. I mean, with mm -hmm. five kids, you would hope I would enjoy that because that's essentially <laughs> what I was doing for 20, 25 years. Yes. Um, and beyond. And um, so I saw this as, as a way to move beyond the circle of my immediate family mm -hmm. and help others get to that same place. Wow. And um, so on a certain level, the things that I've learned through the forgiveness therapy with Lindy, I've been aware of, but she always has such amazing revelation. One of the tricks or not tricks isn't the right word. One of the um, prophetic acts, I love prophetic acts. One of the prophetic acts she has, you go through in one of the, um, the, uh, the videos is, you know, going through a time of repentance and forgiveness around the memory that needs healing. And each time you come up with something you need to let go, you blow into the balloon. Mm, yes. Blowing each thing into the balloon. And that could take a while. <laughs> it's pretty darn big. And then you tie it all up and you let it go. And it's like, oh my God, mm. that visual was yes. such an amazing release for me. Yeah. You know, even having dealt with some of the stuff previously, it just, you know, we're never done. We really yeah. aren't meant to be done um, until we are just like him. Well, I don't know where to go, so. <laughs> And I, <laughs> yeah, and I, I so love, you know, you're sharing this in that, particularly in the area of forgiveness and healing and other things is mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Christians tend to go one of two ways, you know, but often get to a certain point and like, I'm done. Yeah. Or, you know, we know we're supposed to forgive. We know up here mm -hmm. all of the things of why we need to forgive and all that. Mm -hmm. And we can say the words. Yeah. but it hasn't changed our heart. Mm -hmm. We haven't let go of the pain. We haven't processed through, you know, but we're just like, eh, it's in the past. And we just kind of pretend it's gone and done with. Yeah. And it's not, it's still affecting us body, soul, and yeah. spirit. Yeah. When I started to really wrap my head around the concept that what I was doing was, was building my own prison mm -hmm. around myself. Yes. And that it really was having no effect on that other person at all. I'm like, uh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. I don't want to live in prison. I want to be free. Yes. You know? And But I had to hear that, I think, mm -hmm. many times over before it finally just clicked and the light bulb went off. And I'm like, oh my, I mean, because I could look back at my life and see all these little this whole chain of little a gulag of <laughs> yes. that I had created that I could get rid of. Yeah. You know, I didn't need. Yes. And I didn't want anymore. 
And, and again, that place of instead of looking at the healing as an event, mm. you know, but it's it's our whole life journey of growing Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, into the likeness of who he is. And yeah. so I want to keep going, uh, you know, and I think in, in the stage I'm at personally in my life, it's like I want to get everything out of everything that I went through. Yes, I don't absolutely. want any bit yes. of my trauma to yes. be wasted. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to get all of the gold out of it that yes. I can. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with the principle of Kintsugi? Yes. But go ahead and share it. Okay. Um, I can't remember how we heard about this. I think it was somebody from Northwest Ecclesia when we were on a discussion phone call. I had Dick and I had never run across this before. Um, you know, um, I don't know if it, it, it is an Asian uh, cultural thing, sorry, can't think of a better word, <laughs> where they take a broken piece of pottery mm -hmm. and because of the value of the pottery, in order to repair it, they will use gold dust and Ooh, gold. Wow to repair it and what you have is something even more valuable because of the gold that is now incorporated into the piece of um, pottery and that is so clearly a an illustration of redemption yes yes you know, and that has been another one of those real life lessons when i understood the scripture that he brings good out of everything everything absolutely everything and in going through that healing and forgiving process forgiveness process there are many times i've had to really look hard to see mm -hmm. the good in something yeah but it is there if you're willing it always to is it yeah. always is. yes yes and it might surprise you what what good can come out of things mm -hmm. because it's not like god wants us to go through suffering yeah but he's always there and he's redeeming it for something deeper in us and something yeah. it's it's like a deposit then that mm -hmm. we can carry so that we can give it away because it's not not yeah. meant to be held on to no meant to be given away yeah. That's what I, I love so much about the biblical definition of restoration, which is so much more mm -hmm. than, you know, typically we go restoration is just taking back to the original. And, and there's so many people who, you know, are like, oh, if we could only get back to the Garden of Eden, yeah. you know, and the yeah. innocence and all that. And it's like, no, you don't understand the goodness of our God. Because yeah. the reality is, is that he knew they were going to fall and go through all of this. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take him by surprise. The foundation of love is freedom to choose. Yeah. But in the midst of that, he has this beautiful plan mm -hmm. of restoration that is so much more yes. Yes. than the original yeah. that we go, yes, it was worth it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when we were talking about doing this interview, you'd mentioned the area of priesthood and some things oh, yeah. that Father yeah, yeah, had yeah. taken you into. So I'd love to hear more on that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a plug for Gil's book because his book unlocked <laughs> this for me. Um, 
some what is it something for ultimate impact i'm sorry living for ultimate living impact, for ultimate yes. impact yes this is a, a fairly recent book that that gil has um just published and i was lucky enough to get a copy of it when we were on a retreat with mm -hmm. them just two months ago and um i a lot of it may have been just my background as a Catholic. It was hard for me to wrap my head around being a priest myself, hmm. you know, functioning in priesthood. And um, because that was for certain people that were called yes. in a certain life. And, and even in all of the, the last three years in being involved with the restoration of all things, uh, um, concept and learning and teaching, I just really I didn't see myself in that role at all. Mm -hmm. And it was really in reading Gil's book in understanding that um, being a priest is about standing in the gap. Yeah, it's about um, not just walking in relationship for yourself or for the mm -hmm. sake of others yes. because it, it, this is meant to be a corporate experience it's not an individual <laughs> experience it's not an individual walk and when i started to understand that that's what the mindset that's what the heart of a priest was all of a sudden I was able to look back at my life and see how I had been walking in that for years. Oh, wow. Because the way I got into healing at all was, um, you know, our five children were are approximately two years apart. We didn't orchestrate <laughs> that. That was total bad. So by the time my oldest is eight, I have five children. Hmm. And of course, you can imagine the chaos in our house and children at that young age are extremely needy. And um, we have the amazing privilege of raising children who are extremely creative, creative mm -hmm. visually, creative musically, creative through dance, creative through writing. And creative kids can be a bit of a challenge because they don't fit into the typical mold of behavior and education. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had some serious issues that in many ways were passed down generationally, especially around the issue of anger, mm. deep anger and, and rage. And um, we, we were seeing that acted out in in um in our family at a very young age and in an at a at an age that just absolutely frightened me wow and looking for answers in how to address this uh, somehow by god's grace the breakthrough came to me you know these children are too young for medication they're too young for counseling mm -hmm. If you work on your stuff, I will open the door for their healing. Wow. That was the promise wow. I received. 
And I was like, I mean, that made such perfect sense to me, you know, because I knew I had stuff. I mean, I wasn't going to say that I didn't. But to see that that was the way because of mm. the authority that that I have as their mother. Yeah. Yes. That if I work on my stuff, it's 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 who we are that changes mm -hmm. people's lives, not anything we say and do. And so that became my my big goal in life as, wow. as we were wow. raising our kids is that I worked on my stuff and I didn't worry about what I was seeing manifesting. I worked on my stuff and that the promise was that the healing would come out of that. And um, and that is a very priestly way of operating. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, when you think about how the priest, the, the high priest goes in to the very holy of holies and he's wearing the mm -hmm. guilt of the entire nation that's essentially what i was doing but yes. i didn't have words for that I, mean, I didn't know how to translate that into what i was doing years ago i just knew that what i was doing was what god told me to do when i was being obedient to it mm -hmm. and um and then all of a sudden i realized that i got a mandate to do this where he um he gave me this scripture and it's in Proverbs, I think it's 24, by wisdom, a house is built. Yes. Understanding, it is established. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Oh, and wow. when I read that, I knew the house that he was referring to for me was my family. Mm. And that if I was faithful and Dick was faithful in pursuing wisdom, understanding and revelation knowledge that he would fill our house which and the treasures for me were my children wow Those were the wow. treasures i was responsible for mm -hmm. and um so that was the promise actually the mandate i got this scripture when i was pregnant no right after my third child and it was the story of david um, going to Samuel, living in his house and realizing that God's still in the tent, you know, and the yes. ark is in a tent. <laughs> and David goes to Samuel and said, I think I'm supposed to build the house. And Samuel goes off and he prays. And the word he comes back with is, no, I, God, I am, I am going to build your house and I am going to establish you. And I mean, I felt... It almost felt arrogant in a way to own <laughs> that scripture because yeah. who am I and who are my children and who, and who, who are me and Dick together? But uh, it was so clear that that scripture was God speaking directly to me wow. and in my heart. Wow. And um, so I had never seen those scriptures as a mandate and a blueprint. Mm you know and um all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh wow i mean this has really already been happening and i haven't even been asking for it looking for it knowing i'm walking in it and um i i i just encourage people to think about that because i think we yes. all walk in this way more than we realize anybody who's a parent you're already walking in priesthood at some very yes. deep and uncomfortable <laughs> level you are 
And I, I wish I had known more, you know, back then when my kids were little. And <clears throat> and it's neat that you were able to have the grace, you know, to walk in a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the good news to me is that it's not it's not too late. No. And so, you know, wherever our kids are at today or our grandkids, you know, we still have a place of authority because of bloodline that we can make a difference. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And that that is just God's mercy. You know, it is that we we can stand or sit on our throne Mm -hmm. in rest and know that that is God given authority that we have yes. over their lives. And that's just, that's such a comfort to me. Such yeah. a comfort to me. So what does, what does that look like practically? Um, I don't know if you could just share a little bit about what does it look like practically to walk in that priesthood um, of dealing with our stuff mm-hmm. and it impacting our kids? Um. Well, today, practically, it, it means being available to my kids um, and being available to my grandkids, um, spending time with them. Just when my grandkids come over, I'm just in awe <laughs> of what they do. Yes. You know, because they are, they're, my, my grandkids are still pretty young. The oldest is seven. Yeah, seven, five, four, no, seven. Oh, well, she'll be six in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a five-year-old and two three-year-olds. Wow. And um, just interacting with them. I mean, I, I spend time with them when I can mm-hmm. and make myself available to them and um when they come over i try and interact with them and not just be there to put on the meal and get yes. the on the table and that kind of thing i mean i get down on my hands and knees because <laughs> i love that um in terms of interacting with my adult children it's really more just being there for them and yeah. and really working hard to not judge what i see yes. going on because i know my judgment can limit them. Yeah. So, and believe me, that in itself is a full job. <laughs> you know, we are so quick to judge, aren't we? You know, yes. and and um, I'm and I'm slowly learning because you know, one of the families will come over, and then Dick and I will talk about what we saw and things that were said and done, and you know, so and so needs to learn this, and I will say to Dick, you know what? We can keep praying for them, but we do not have permission unless they ask us a question. No permission to say anything unless they ask a question. And sometimes they do, but many times they don't. And and that's okay. That's part of the rest for me is learning to be okay. Because, I mean, I turned 64 today. It's now (laughs) record. I've been on a long journey. To get mm-hmm. here, you know, this has not been an overnight thing. So why would I expect overnight results in the lives yes. of my children and grandchildren? That's that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But am I confident enough 
in who God is mm -hmm. and in who I am and in who they are to give them the freedom wow. to explore and discover yeah. and be there to be the cheerleader that encourages. And um, I have a little secret weapon too that God gave me what I call the identity song after I mm. uh, wrote one. I got, I'd never received a song before. I'm a musician, but I never got, a, I've never received a song before. And it was either Nancy or Justin. I, I get confused now because I look back and I'm trying to figure it out. There was something that one of them was saying in a talk. And, you know, I listen to those things. I don't just go. I listen yeah. over, and over again to the recordings. And all of a sudden I'm listening to, to them talk. I think it might have been Nancy. And I recognized there was a cadence to what oh. she was speaking out. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. And then that cadence, I just started hearing it over and over and over again. And then I think I woke up in the middle of the night one night. And I, 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 at that point, I probably had written down the words somewhere. Yeah. And I started to hear music that went with it. Wow, wow. So I sing my identity song over my children and grandchildren. I love it. When I get moved to do that. <laughs> it's not a daily thing, but I try and do it pretty regularly as a way to sing into their spirit. Yes. And into their soul and into yes. their body. You know, it's frequency. It's yeah. It's <laughs> I've been doing that lately with my children as well, just mm -hmm. in the spirit, releasing mm -hmm. them into their destiny scroll. Yes. Um, and yeah. that just... It's so freeing because it's like I don't have to make anything happen. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's the Lord at work in mm -hmm. them and through them and mm -hmm. and all of that and yeah. and it it can take some time when we've been attached in different ways, um, you know, in in family systems to come to this and you know I have a friend who's you know we're coming up to Thanksgiving and and you know her kids and are saying they don't want to be with her and don't want to give her access to the grandkids and it and it's heartbreaking i've i i know a number you know of families that are in this place where our parents and kids mm -hmm. are estranged and it's so challenging uh but what you were talking about is we have to first start with us deal with our pain our mm -hmm. stuff you know the forgiveness issues and all of those um first yes. and in that process, I believe, you know, Father is going to open up the door. And what restoration looks like, you know, we don't always know. We don't know the timing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When we get into expectation, it can often get us into trouble. But when we can just rest, there's so much growth and beauty that we can release into yeah. our family. Yes. It's called unconditional love. Yes. It's not easy. It can be very <laughs> challenging. Oh, well, this has been so amazing, Kathy, yeah, and uh, gone by so quickly. And I just so love your heart. And it's just Thank a delight. You. And I'm Wonderful. glad to be able to um, introduce you to, you know, a wider audience, um, because I know they'll love you as well. And just your heart and sharing and all of that. And so we're going to go ahead and close this off. But if you are uh, a partner with us with Behind the Scenes, we're going to go a little bit deeper and talk a little bit more on these issues. And so you can join by going to KingdomTalksMedia.com and clicking on the Partnerships button.
So anyway, just thank you so much for being with us. Um, thank you for having me. This is wonderful. <laughs> you are such a sweetheart. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just a joy to be family. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.